0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound, Pickups. Hello, everyone. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to the Guitar Knobs podcast with us tonight. The Guitar Knobs podcast. It's fantastic. We feel fantastic because right. we've got a great show. We have somebody on the line that uh, I have been uh, trying to get on the show for a long time. Yeah. And it just so happens that he's hitting us right in our, in our full stride. So it's going <laughs> <gonna> to be fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> but speaking of our show, Tony,
1: what do we do on this show here? Well, a lot of times we like to uh, talk about gear and we like to talk about and two builders of this gear that Mm -hmm. we call gear. And, uh, you know, it's usually focused on boutique builders of guitars and amps and pedals and pickups and pick guards and... And strings. And and accessories.
2: 101 podcast. We yeah.
0: just we just had one just recently we like to I learn I've,
2: about to it today. and pickups and our yeah. and all that kind of fun stuff. Yep, yep. But and you said
1: do we have someone we on online? We do the line? have somebody online oh, and that is
3: uh, Hank Scorpio is here to talk. Not I'm Doug Cower from uh, Cower Guitars. Awesome.
0: Hey, hey. we're really excited to have Doug on the show. Cower Guitars is a, a darling brand in the in the boutique community, and we're finally getting to to have a chat with him. Uh, so. Keep strapped on your straps, seats, or whatever or, <laughs> your seat straps. Yeah, and if, it, it, if it's more than that, we don't want to know. So, uh, yeah, if you are, if you have your hands free and you're able to go check out uh, Instagram, I mean, if you're strapped in your seat, right? would your hands be free? You might be if they're not on the wheel, though. <laughs> that's how strapped you are? Yes, yes. <laughs> if, I'm strapped for cash. All right, no. and scene okay <laughs> if <laughs> you're able to, if you're able to go check out to instagram uh doug can you direct them to where they can check out your beautiful guitars uh
3: yeah for me it's uh just k-a-u-e-r guitars i have to spell it because no one ever gets it right cower guitars uh, for instagram facebook we also do a second line of guitars uh, called titan guitars it has the highly original instagram name at Titanguitars.com. Uh, which we're not doing as much right now on, um, but that's coming back next year, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll get into all that for sure. And don't look it up if you're driving a car right now. No, don't do that. Just or a motorcycle. Not a good idea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Set on the road. <laughs> yes. gentlemen, we just have a couple of quick announcements. We want to say our big thanks to Rode Mics uh, for, for providing the Rodecaster Pro, the beautiful machine we have in front of us uh, that is controlling our podcast life right now. We love it. It is fantastic. Thank you, Rode, for providing that, as well as the Procaster microphones, which our sultry, silky voices have been broadcasting for a couple of years now.
1: And they include the articulating R.
0: They do. They do. They do. Good guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's really kind of it right now. Um, I just want to kind of get going on the show. Oh, no, just kidding. Nope. ha ha. no, nope. um tonight after we record we're we're going to uh be doing a giveaway and recording another giveaway for our patrons. <gasps> you, you good uh, stuff. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Pretty fantastic stuff. You will have already seen it by this time, but it was. <laughs> it was happening before it happens. As we, it was, as you were watching, the, the jam pedal, the Lucy Dream, Lucy Dream, yeah, and uh, that, that's a uh, the Lucy, the Lucy Dreamer, I should say. Sorry, oh. it's the Lucy Dreamer. It's their. Uh, overdrive that sounds absolutely amazing they were kind enough kind enough to you got some
1: explaining to do lucy
0: yes kind enough to give that away to our patrons and we also have this lovely Mm. lp in front of us uh that just came out i'm very very excited about this this is and you will have already heard it by then but this is the uh it's called let it be guitar joel patterson plays the beatles Uh, Doug, are you familiar with Joel Patterson
3: Uh, a little bit?
0: Yeah. Oh man. He is one of my absolute favorites. He just put out this LP and he is playing every single instrument and it's all guitar of some (laughs) sort of, of, of of like, there's 10 different kinds of guitars on this thing. It's crazy. He plays all guitars.
1: Yes. He does have a bass player and a drummer. Yes. And a Hammond B three player.
0: Yes. Those are not guitars, so I'm still saying Non-guitars. Safe. Yes. At any rate, so we're going to giving cool. that away to... Uh, yeah, it literally just came out. So when I ordered one for myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to order another one, and we're going to give that away to
1: our patrons. So, so the cover is like an old Beatles album. It is the old Beatles album. Yeah. It's a direct cover. Uh, on, on the VJ record. I forget which, uh, which one that was, but it was on VJ. Yeah. And uh, it's, it is so cool. It is so cool, and, it, and they even aged the back so it looks like it's been, you yep. know, pushed in and out of the yep. uh, the record shelf,
0: and it's got like Love a it. translucent milk uh, vinyl in, inside. It's super great. Milk it does a body All good. All this is to say, hey. People, if you're a patron, boy are you lucky because you have the chance to win all kinds of stuff. And we're only gonna be giving away more stuff. So how do you become it? a patron? Well, we'll get to that at the end. But why you can don't we go, go over, over it pa- now? You can go to patreon.com and check it out while forward we're forward slash this. the guitar nods. That's right. Oh, out. Okay. <laughs> so what happened in our world this week, Tony?
1: Uh let's see. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. So sometimes old technology is more than sufficient for today's needs. Mm-hmm. That's the theme of my "What Happened in the Musical World This Week." So, years and years ago, back in the '90s, a buddy of mine, Fritz, and I used to do an ac- acoustic guitar duo, and um, we used to use uh, as preamps and DI boxes these Tech Twenty-One Sansamp acoustic DI's. Mm-hmm. Cool little uh, little box. You know, you bought yay big. It's got a, a, a sort of a, a quasi-parametric notch filter if in it. If you're listening, just make a hand gesture. Big. It's about this big right here. <laughs> <laughs> Use your minds, people. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and it's got circuitry in it uh, that is meant to mimic miking an acoustic guitar, right. And but you can blend that signal in with the actual signal coming off the guitar. yeah And it's got EQ and everything. And it, most importantly, it's got an XLR DI out. Mm-hmm. So Soundman loves that loves that. You just you plug in the one side, the Soundman plugs in the other. yep or sound girl mm-hmm. woman. It's on man or woman. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Get the Oops. shovels out. <laughs> so say you're uh, on. You know. But anyhow, so, um, you know, there's plenty of new stuff out there. I mean, even Tech 21 has a, this whole little mini pedal board that's got a chorus and a tuner and all this. I don't want any of that. I want to be able to just take that signal coming off an acoustic guitar and plug it into a board. Mm-hmm. And this does the trick. So... Uh, old technology. I found a used one on Reverb for uh, about a hundred bucks, and uh, it came in this. Uh, came in yesterday, and it is like I mean, it had the original box with it, the warranty card, everything. It's, a, it's a, It almost looks like this thing hadn't even been used. So like you bought it new. It's you had that feeling. It feels like it's new. That's nice. And uh, so now I've got that just as kind of a backup. Uh, My buddy Fritz moved to Pittsburgh, so I think he's got our, our, uh, our both of our DI boxes. So, uh, so I just wanted to have one in case I have got. You know, you never know when you're going to have an acoustic gig coming. He moved from Pittsburgh, huh?
2: So when he gets out on seventy, he can hit seventy miles per hour, and instead of just going fifty-five, could you be more regional?
1: Okay. Never Anyways, mind. That's so, just me. So the Pittsburgh so highway. The the so home are. there for a second. <laughs> so if you're if you're driving down the 105, yeah. Uh, do you go 105 on the 105? Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. right. I'll get into Is that. Is uh, that? That's so that, that was it. So good. I did like I said, sometimes I mean and, and it's old technology, but it still sounds good and it does the job. And it's, you know, half the price of the new stuff.
0: Considering some of the other gear that we all play, uh <clears throat> tube amps, that's actually pretty new technology.
3: <laughs> uh how about let's learn from Doug? Actually, it's funny because I've had uh two things in that same week. Uh I too am a big fan of old technology. Uh, most of the shop runs on old technology, and uh, I was trying to describe this problem we're having with our new CNC machine to the to the company, and I kind of had the realization: I've never had a piece of software in my entire life that got better uh, with updates; like it always <laughs> gets worse somehow. And I just yeah, I, I, I the program that I've used for twenty years now. Uh, for our old, our main, well, not our main CNC anymore, but our original CNC, I had to make a jump to a tw- you know, brand new machine last year. The software is brand new and somehow it's worse in every <laughs> aspect. I'm like, you guys had 20 years. What did you do on this thing? And I just ended up like reaming this poor guy out at the company and I'm like, this is the most asinine thing I have ever dealt with in my life. Well, that's how we've, you know, we did this. And I'm like, you had it right 20 years ago. It has no one ever used this program since. I'm like, oh yeah, drives me nuts. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. The old stuff is sometimes kind of nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Especially when I just want to draw a somewhat curved line and it shouldn't take, um, I really starting to sound like my dad I've noticed. Uh, I'm only 36. I definitely sound like I'm about
0: 60 right now. Um, you know like, what the, what the big giveaway for that is, is when you start calling inanimate objects, um, curse names or something. Oh yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> oh, well that, that, I've worked on my cars my whole life too. That started very young. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my poor children, uh, yeah. Uh, my, okay. My favorite Simpsons quote in that regard, not, uh, is, uh, when Lisa and are playing hockey and Homer's yelling, I have the tiger mouth of the teamster. That's my children. Uh, <laughs> they're duped. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry for the tangent. Uh, what's been up in my guitar world in the last week. I think it technically was a week ago today. Uh, flogging Molly came through town. We're very lucky. Dennis plays our guitars. Um, and so it's always fun hanging out with those guys. The band's super great. Uh, but it's always hilarious because every time we hang out with Dennis, um, we actually don't talk about guitars at all. We somehow always talk about real estate values and our school district, like you're, <laughs> the other backstage you're drinking, <laughs> drinking beer with flogging Molly. And all you're really talking about is like. How good is the school district? How yeah. far can you ride your bike? What area is the cheapest to live in? And you, I'm mean, like, you know the Fed dropped the rate, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> He's from uh, New
3: York, so I'm always like, there's always part of me, I'm like, are we trying to convince him to move here? Or is he trying to, con-? first of all, I hate snow. So I have the automatic win argument. I'm like, it doesn't snow here. Um, that solves all of it for me right there. Yeah, yet.
1: Um, it doesn't snow yet.
3: yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'll most likely will be oceanfront property, but yeah, uh, pretty soon. But uh, yeah, it was. It was just. It's just one of those weird surreal things. But you know, uh, my parents had her, had our kids that night, and like we came back, and, like, oh, how's the show? I was like, oh, it was great. What'd you guys do? Eh talked about the school district which one's the best yeah Uh, (laughs) you know on that
0: note it's (laughs) it's (laughs) it's also really interesting when you are um with the with the sound setups uh at live shows now like the whole i love being up front i want to i I want the visceral experience i want to feel it coming off the stage sure which is a problem if everybody's doing go, if everybody's in here and there's no actual, like oh, <laughs> like you yeah. have on front and yeah. you just end up talking over each other. I'm like, this is, this is not the same
3: experience as yeah, I hoped it would we, be. We, uh, well, especially with those guys, you know, a lot of times we're watching on, off on the side of the stage, you know, and they are on their own, on any ear monitors. And like, they were at a different place in Sacramento. Sacramento is like, finally where we're from kind of getting like, we have, we always had like the arena and then we had like the tiny little club we didn't have anything in between we we're finally starting to get those places so bands are coming through more right. so we were actually out front for once like oh yeah that's what it's like when you can hear everything yeah um the drunk people watching was quite intense for a tuesday night uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was real impressed with that yeah <laughs> yes. uh, yeah that was my that was that's what's up with me right now.
0: <laughs> Indeed, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the uh, with the the, the uh, uh, oceanfront property. I grew up in in Huntington Beach area, sure. and and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen someday.
3: It'll be great for me. Yeah, uh, right. You will. Yeah. Everybody else, <laughs> I'm at all of twelve feet above sea level. Nothing can go wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> could go
1: wrong? Nothing. <laughs>
2: Jared? So the thing that I've done this week is I've arranged my guitars in such a way. <laughs> Alphabetically? Wrong. Uh, I Probably likability, maybe. Huh. But anyway, not really. I just arrange my guitars in such a way where I think every other day I force myself to get that, that, the guitar out and play it for whatever, for a while. And then I put it away and put it back on the shelf, and I kind of move it and put a space in between, so I know to get the next one out, and you know, a day or two it's like later, you and, and play cigarettes. that one. Kind of. So kind of. it's it's like I'm I'm constantly changing. So I'm playing all my guitars, so I don't decide to get rid of it, you know, because I'm not maybe, playing it. Maybe you should get one of those. It's almost like a
1: you know motorized tie rack, yeah, except one for guitars, yeah, yeah. or like you pill can... pill
0: containers. Like you know, you pop it over for Sunday and pop oh, one out
2: of the pill container. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd I be don't because be I don't do that. Container. I'm not. I like the tie idea. You just press a button, then it just comes up and. Then press the random button, and it randomly chooses uh, you a guitar to play. Now you're uh, talking.
3: Putting you to rip you guys off and give you no credit for this.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> this is the so, cower one
2: thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but something a little more interesting than that. Um, <laughs> what could be more interesting, right? Like so cower my one million. <laughs> our, our good old buddies uh, Zach and Big Buford uh decided to do his name yeah zachary and buford decided to do a video on you know and they put it all over facebook they're calling it the big string debate and what they've done is they're buying i think every single brand of strings that are available and they're comparing them all huh so if I think they're on the Epiphone's guitar group or something, I know. but Just changing them alone would be... A, they're in yeah. their
0: early 20s. They have the energy and... the. And, and it's on an ovation 12-string. Yeah. yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so they 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 have the... Uh, yeah, they... Actually, Zach's judgment is really good. I actually trust his judgment. Yeah. He should probably be a, a tech that travels with a rock show or something. He's really good at anything he does. Or a judge. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, that's 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 a really interesting thing that they're doing. That's kind of cool. And uh I'll I'll try to post those to the group, the guitar cool. and Ops group. Yeah, so I'll be interested to out. see
1: what they what they what they think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. Zachary, what did you do this week? Oh wait. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> I just got Jared with that. He's giving me the I oh he's going to He told at me. you what he did. I he's know. mad. He's uh, mad. Really? So this week uh something I, I couldn't believe this happened uh, damage major major damage damage I broke a string <gasps> live no you know why I'm using I, I the strings I'm using right now currently uh, have been SIT and I have been luck I'm knocking on all the wood I can find lucky enough that that just it just hasn't happened live mm-hmm. I was I was standing in front of my amp getting ready to play and it just went (laughs) I didn't even do anything I was like well that's the I think that's actually the first SIT string that I've broken but i didn't even break it myself so i'm kind of feel a little
1: bit cheated well do you think maybe the string just didn't want to sit through another bad riff oh <laughs> hey
2: i've got good news brutal. for you i've got really good news for you todd yeah i'm gonna post some videos to the guitar yeah. group about strings yeah well i i found really yeah <laughs> who's doing that zach and buford <laughs> i
0: used to break ernie balls like a lot I, I feel like I didn't get along with with those ones Super slinkies? Well, yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. So did it break at the bridge or at the nut? Uh, at the bridge area. Okay. This is on the Hagstrom Viking.
1: Oh, so you know what you're going to want to do is kind of file that. I bet you have a little burr there somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah that's a good idea yeah come but, over to the shop bring it we'll file it with my uh my nut files that, awesome
0: yeah Ooh. that same thing happened on my 60 <laughs> on my 62 stay away time. from me with that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right so uh that was a fun happy time let's get on to this stuff one, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor okay doug cower boy am i happy i get to say that been wanting to say it for a long time give us your four on the floor
3: uh, well, obviously, it's four metal zones in a row, right? Like, that's what everybody wants. <laughs> yes. Board.
0: If you don't have four <laughs> tube streamers, that's the next to go to for sure. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So my actual four, I, it's, I've actually got my pedal board paired down to four right now. Um, at a time, there was like... Fourteen pedals on there. It's tough because when you, I mean, you guys probably have the same problem when all your friends are in the industry uh-huh. and you make stuff and they make stuff you love. There's a lot of horse trading that goes on, and mm-hmm. so the pedals were getting a little out of control. But uh, right now, um, my start of the chain is my tuner because you know uh, I will say I have a great tone ear, thank God for this business. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But my pitch ear needs a little work, uh, which is why I'm not a singer. You uh, little pitchy but dog. But I just have the you know, turbo tuner or whatever ST 200 or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually, we use the same one uh, on all the assembly benches in the shop for doing the guitar setups and stuff. It's really mm-hmm. good. Um, my all time favorite pedal. Uh, it has been with me. I have two of them. Actually I have three of them uh, is a Amps ghetto stomp. Uh-huh. Um, and I've had, I've just never had a pedal that could replace that one. It's perfect. Cause it's, it's an overdrive, but it's not, the best way to describe it is it's fizzy without being a lot of boost. Um, So like when you want that kind of little bit more drive out on the amp, but you don't have like the volume left to go up a little higher without, you know, being murdered by everybody else in the band um, it's perfect for that. Uh, And so that's kind of been my go-to drive. Like it just, it just has this right fizzy mild overdrive thing that I love Um, and seems to work with everything. And, Uh, generally I find if you can leave all the knobs kind of in the middle and the pedal sounds good, it's usually off to a good start and that's just kind of one of them. Like it just sounds great, uh, all the time. Um, so I like
0: that thinking that the, uh, if it sounds good at noon, you should be in, in pretty good shape.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of pedals, same thing. Like I said, I mean, I'm not a giant pedal guy, so there's obviously a whole world of possibilities if you're into more extreme stuff, but, uh, Um, and messing with it, but that's, that's kind of what I like. And then, uh, uh, the next one on there that I really can't live without, um, is honestly my Strymon Flint. Um, I, I, I just love that pedal. Um, Mason Stoops introduced me to that one at my shop years ago, floored me then it's been with me ever since. Uh, I love the reverb. Um, but mostly I love the harmonic trend on that thing. I I use that a lot. Um, I have no talent uh, playing guitar. So the more I can um, hide bad pitch by using the trem to be warbly, mm. uh, it's better for everyone. Uh, uh, no, I think I we
0: is. should have a no talent off and see who wins. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of bad because uh, uh, at least in the shop, once, once I stopped doing the assembly full time and kind of uh, stayed in the shop and there was a full time assembly guy, uh, I don't play as much guitar these days uh, as I used to. And then my assembly guy left uh, to go do something else. And so I'm back in the shop putting guitars together or back in the office. And I'm like, the neighbors are probably wondering why all of a sudden um, all the riffs that Ben could play um, are now being played wrong. Um, they just haven't figured out it's just, it's just me now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's my third. And then uh, honestly, um, my fourth kind of varies a bit, but my absolute true love for spot number four uh, for maximum annoyance is the Electroharmonix B9, uh, which I just love. I secretly really want to be an organ player anyway, um, and I really love to pretend to be an organ player with this pedal, so it works <laughs> great for me. Uh, it definitely annoys half the people I play music with, <laughs> which makes me very happy. Right. Uh, uh, that actually, I literally, I think I bought that, uh, or no, I got that, and then I bought the Strymon the Lex the rotary sim just to maximize my uh, Jimmy Smith (laughs) wannabe yeah Uh, so, yeah, that's my, my four on the floor. So so your your
0: bandmate was like, let's go for an overdriven uh, four-stage phaser right here. And you're like, no, how about a whirlitzer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
4: just want to sound like I'm
3: at a skating rink at all times. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I want to play.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, uh, really quickly, your note about uh, somebody else, you, you playing somebody else's riffs, and then everybody wondering what's going on. Um, Briefly. <laughs> Brief uh, dump here. So I I used to live in this apartment, and uh, and there were these girls that lived downstairs. And, uh, you know, I'd be playing, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm doing all right. And my friend would come over to me, hey, man, let me play. And he would, and it was just awful. Just really, because he's not a guitar player. He just wanted to, you know, sure. do it. And I'm like, oh, no, then they're going to think that's
1: me. So silly. <laughs> you know, hey. <laughs> it's, it's, did, they, did they ever comment on your playing? No, no. <laughs> they didn't care about me. We don't think uh, we're not nearly as cool as
3: we we think we are. No, uh, that's uh, not to, no,
0: true. Yeah. no. <laughs> that's uh, not true I at think, all. I think they did everything possible to to not listen. But anyways, <laughs> okay. What's uh what's your next one?
3: Well, that was number four. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Um, <laughs> right, was well, it wasn't number four. Was number three. I mean it was four. I mean, I guess the tuners. That was four. Tuner's kind of a lame option. Oh uh, no, wait, that was four. Uh, yeah, let's see. Ghetto Stomp, uh, Str- uh, the B nine, and the um, the Flint, and then I have a tuner on the on the current board right now. Um, I like a wah pedal from time to time. I'm not super picky on them. Mm. Um, I, I like I've got the Crybaby Mini Wah uh-huh. on mine because i I tried to pare my my board down to just the tiniest little board. Do you have
0: like a uh, Metro or something,
3: stuff? like a like a no, just a. Oh, for the board itself, I yeah. think it's just a nano, you know, like a yeah. pedal train nano, right? Um, you know, and actually, I'm running that with the, I guess it's probably pedal train's battery okay. uh, pack, which is great. It's it, the Stryman eats it down pretty fast, but I, for really the for what I get to do right now, it's like I'll go out to a jam night or occasionally, like ironically, everybody in my family plays music. It's part of why we, it's part of why I met my wife. Um, but since we all have kids, in in between my wife and I, and my my brother in law and his his wife, and my uh, in laws are, like we just don't play music that often now. So mm. it's, I really like the very quickly grabbed one trip from the car rig. Sure, that's kind of my my goal. Right,
0: now. you can actually throw that rig in probably in like a mo- like a mono right, like a mono yeah. case or something.
3: Yep, yeah, they've got a little like the little backpack thing for it. Yeah, um, it's super. I mean, it's that that for what I need to play, that'll cover 99% of what I want to do. Um, right. Especially the, uh, world of sound and, uh, uh <laughs> right. Right. So on that,
0: on that mini, um, the mini pedals is, uh, is a finicky one. There are several of them out there. Um, mm. and, uh, if you don't have a, do you have an expe- exceptionally large foot?
3: Uh, that's a, kind of been, a personal had, question. Have you ever been asked yeah, that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I should say no to that no. answer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. The 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 mini wah, uh, like the mini pedals, are a little tough. Uh, the mini wah is a little harder to use, I think, than the full size. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then again, I tend to also be um, not that I play Metallica at all, but Kirk Hammett and I do share one common love in life, and that's that just mid wah position sound, which is. Yeah. Uh you know pretty much what I'm using it for most of the time anyway. Cool.
0: So you kind of just leave it at a at a cocked position there. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Well, well, well. That was mighty fun. And I can count. So <laughs> but he did say four. <laughs> In my
1: defense, he said <laughs> number
0: four. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half.
3: We'll yeah. call We're
1: good.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Doug, we want to talk to you about your guitars. Sure. Um, which is shocker.
1: Hey, uh, <laughs> wait, he makes guitars. Yes. Apparently oh. So
0: people have told Occ- me occasionally. <laughs> yes. Uh, now you have this line of yours that is, has remained relatively consistent for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and those can be found. Where can they find, uh, your, your stuff on the web?
3: Uh, I am the most famous cower on the internet. So okay. if you Google <laughs> cowher, you'll find me one way or another. Okay. Uh, um, Yeah, uh cowardguitars.com and then we're mostly active on Instagram. So coward guitars. Perfect. Um, Cool. And then
0: uh so people that if you are familiar with with these guitars, uh for sure you're familiar with the shapes and and, um at least you know recently. Um but can you kind of just walk us through just real quick? Your 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 current lineup, you have um three main shapes. Um, mm-hmm. you also have some that you've, you know, discontinued and, and previous and all that stuff. But, um, can you just kind of walk us through sure. your current stock and, uh, we'll talk about some of the, the decisions we're going to get into a little bit more about like what's going on with, with the, uh, your, your, your luthier and your choices and the materials and all the good stuff there.
3: Sure. Well, the current lineup is primarily Banshee, which is our, uh, Firebird ish guitar. Um, we've been making that forever. Uh, it's one of the, well, other than our lawsuit era, um, uh, it's the only guitar that survived the, about every three or four year cycle that we kind of do, um, for new stuff. So it's Banshee and then Super Chief, which is our big semi hollow, um, which is really my favorite thing we make. Um, and then we have a Starliner, which we've done in a few different variants, but right now we're doing, um, what's called Starliner Express, which is uh, like a flat top. It's kind of like a Les Paul special. It's that end of the spectrum. Um, you know, real straightforward set in that guitar.
0: Is there anything behind the trains? I, I mean, I know the Super
3: Chief is a train. Yeah. I think the Banshee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Oh. Banshee's one of the few exceptions to the world, but almost everything's named after trains. Uh, I mean, we're Sacramento's the start of the transcontinental railroad, so it's pretty hard to grow up in this town and not be into trains. That's um, cool. Or certainly know about them, and I, I love, I, I just love large mechanical things. Well, mechan- I don't well, small mechanical. I love anything mechanical. Um, so it just seemed like a cool fit. Like we, uh, actually, when I was just designing what became the Daylighter, way before I was doing this for a business when it was still a hobby. Um, I literally, uh, dad and I, I used to work for my dad. Um, he had a has a cabinet shop, so I grew up woodworking, and we played hooky because. Union Pacific was going to run two steam engines uh, from Wyoming to L.A., and so they were coming through oh, the Bay wow. Area. Um, and so we went and chased them and, and uh, did some Rockford Files style driving <laughs> yeah. to keep up with them. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty fun. Uh, there was some high speed gravel roads and such. Sure. Uh, Which one of you was uh, Angel? Yeah. You know, and, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, this, I can actually tie this in two times over. But so we were chasing those trains, and I realized that would be a great fit. So uh, that's how I came up with the name Daylighter, which uh, is based on the Daylight, my favorite train. Um, And then uh, we've done a bunch: Big Boy, Challenger, Argonaut, which is a Daylighter in a different color scheme. Uh, And the Argonaut was just basically a Daylighter guitar uh, in a like a double-carved hollow body, so that seemed fitting. Um, Super Chief. There's a few more that have come and gone over here. Starliner. Um, And then, like the Express is kind of that way too, Mm -hmm. Um, and the Deluxe and stuff. And then Banshee is the one, well, one of like two exceptions to that rule. Arcturus, which was a model we discontinued a couple years ago, uh, technically I don't think has ever been a train. It was really a Simpsons joke um, that just kind of got away from us. Like we just designed something, and I didn't know what to call it. At the time, so it's like, oh, we'll call it Project Arcturus from my from the Simpsons episode, and the <laughs> name just kind of stuck. Um, it turns this, yeah, it's, it worked yeah. out pretty well. And nice. then uh, Banshee was actually the original name for the Pontiac Firebird, um, and I used to restore first gen Firebirds. Um, and this probably that is probably very was, specific. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Very, ner- it's very high nerd reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jim Rockford also drove a 74 70- four from a firebird formula uh so see i've tied it all in with my nerd knowledge here uh, well i'm gonna i'm
1: gonna get even nerdier on you because <laughs> and then i'm gonna re-nerd <laughs> on that because there was uh just a posting on the rockford there's a guy that has three of the original rockford file uh firebirds sure and the uh what was it the formula was it a formula 400 uh no i think so yeah
3: yeah no did you have an spree i'm trying to remember if it, if it originally,
1: originally it, it was an Esprit, but they yep. took a Formula 400, removed the 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 scoops, but he, they mm-hmm. wanted the performance for the stunts. Sure. So so they made it look like a stock Firebird. It, it was like a gentleman's car. Yeah, there you go. I, you know. Yeah, but but it had it had it had a big big old engine under yeah, the hood. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I'm yeah. genuinely impressed with that knowledge. It
1: but yeah, it's I have not, <laughs> I do not have the knowledge. I just have access to the internet.
0: yeah <laughs> uh, we have a in my band we've got a song um, that's called um uh, bring me the night that um uh is all about driving down hollywood boulevard and my friend's white firebird with red interior t-tops off dies nice. and uh it was his sister's you know, so uh, yeah, white t white tea top fiber with red interior, but the radio didn't work, so I had to hold the radio. But, oh, you know, that's so even funny. better. It was yes. so great, and just looking up through the t tops at the at the the lights, kind of you know uh, passing by. Uh, it's you know, my white, it's my ode to that to that moment.
3: White over red is not bad. My uncle uh, from the strain of cowards that's still in the Midwest um, bought new and had it. I mean, still has it to this day. Uh, 77 Trans Transamp Trans- no, or Firebird Transamp, yellow over red interior. It Ooh. is the most hideous thing you've ever. It oh. literally looks like a sinus infection. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, it's just so bad.
3: Ah. And he just thinks It just it's the greatest combo ever. And I'm like, and it's like bright yellow. It's just it's wow. mucousy and horrible yeah. And, and yeah. But
0: yeah, and, um, and only gets worse with time. I'm sure.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, not unlike a. <laughs> a sinus infection. That's <laughs>
3: hilarious. Um, anyways, so on this week, Firebird
4: <laughs> <laughs> podcast.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sorry, sorry, for the big derailment there. Uh, uh, train pun intended. yeah,
1: no, uh, that's, that's cool really, though. That's I, I I didn't know the original name for for the Firebird was a Banshee. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. That's a piece of trivia. Nice. right there.
3: Yeah, it was when. Wait, it's actually. I mean, it doesn't look like what became the Firebird. The the first car they made with that name, uh, Banshee like 1964 and it was literally jet powered. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, that's probably cool, but not going to work." And then they made another jet powered car because <laughs> why not? Right. You, know, that one you right. had all
1: these parts laying around. <laughs> yeah. right. Hey, what are you going to do with that extra jet engine? There was <laughs> yeah, a, a lot, lot of gin of and a, a lot of oh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> we won't miss it, man.
3: Yeah. Uh, but buckets of cash.
0: So <laughs> so you've got you you've got Americana running through your blood in in, in the sure. good, in the good kind of way. <laughs> Lord, uh, i think so is yeah. that like bourbon
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
3: yeah. we'll yeah. circle back to that subject. Yeah. <laughs>
0: when you are designing these guitars and not just not just the ones that that uh, you've already mm-hmm. done but i'm sure you know and we'll get to what you're going to be you know working on in the future and where your brain is going and everything but uh there's there's a there's a retro vibe to it but not beholden can you just kind of talk about where where sure. you, that comes from
3: well, I'm a—I mean, I'm an offset junkie first and foremost, uh, which is odd because I never actually owned an actual Fender offset in my life. I, I grew up playing Strats, um, but the first guitars I designed were based on Jazzmaster-ish shaped things because the shape is great. And I and you know, I was born in '83, so you know, Nirvana and all that you know, grunge stuff is kind of imprinted on my mind. So. I, I love, I mean, obviously, we all love 50s and 60s guitars. We're all playing them, but I don't feel like I have to be tied to that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be tied to that era. Banshee is kind of the one exception, and we. I kind of feel like at least Banshee, I can hang my head on it and say, "Uh, uh well, we've made that guitar the best version of that guitar. It could be, you know, like we've updated a lot of the way that guitar is made to do that. But uh, everything else is just kind of... I, mean, I didn't go to design school or art school. I, I can't hand draw a guitar to save my soul, um, much to the embarrassment of myself and the love of everybody else in the shop. I <laughs> think it's hysterical when I try to draw something by hand. Uh, it's so bad. So I, you know, I, I kind of came. Around, I kind of fell into doing this in the first place. But I, I took a year of AutoCAD in high school to avoid taking calculus. Uh, and then the next year, my dad bought like the first CNC machine for cabinet work uh, in Sacramento. And I just started doodling in AutoCAD. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, I kind of fell in, you know, made strats and tellies and stuff like that. And then like, once you get kind of a sense of proportion and, you know, Oh, the, you know, can't make a guitar that's 29 inches wide. That doesn't make, you know, that's way too big. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I just kind of carried through to that. And then I, I kind of have a Fairly specific design sense. I mean, obviously, we all make things that we want to play ourselves uh, as far as designs go, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I tend to be, I wouldn't say our designs are outrageously polarizing, but like a lot of times I tend to make intentional choices about like our design and, and sometimes contrasting shapes when people would tend to want to see that mirror. Like, oh, it's got to follow the body exactly. I was now.
0: just going to address that. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I think it's an important point. I really do. And we've brought this up on the show before, which is one thing that we can't get away from, that, that we gravitate towards. Like, if you uh-huh. think about the Flying V, uh-huh. okay? That pit guard, if that, was, if that guitar was designed in the modern era right now, that pit guard would not look like that. Sure. It would because it's it's asymmetric to the actual like shape yep. of of the actual body, but that is common throughout so many of the older styled guitars. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I'm looking at them right now, and that's one of the things that I'm I gravitate towards. You know, uh, it's it's really prevalent on the Super Chief, he's, where he's the the, much the Super upper Chief. horn yeah. doesn't exactly follow. The body shape, and I think I'm, I'm really glad that you are, are, you know, consciously making those design choices.
3: Yeah, I I like especially pick cards. Like I, when we started doing this, uh, when I started doing this, I was doing a lot of carved top stuff, and then over the years, I have to say, thankfully, most of our customers have shifted into liking our flat top stuff more, which is honestly great for me because it's so much easier uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and, but, uh, and I've been able to open up like you know Super Chief or Starliner when we do a pick guard uh, routing uh, uh, under for you know the pickups routing that as a p90 and a Humbucker combo so there's some options that you wouldn't have in like a carved top with a specific pickup route uh, but I, I like to design a pick guard um, for the most part that can kind of stand it as its own thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: uh um, yeah it doesn't need to mirror the guitar you've already made the guitar um you want them to work together obviously but it can be kind of its own contrasting piece to that um to keep it interesting like um mark fuqua at, at motor Ave, who i really love i love his, the bel-air and i love those guitars mm-hmm. um you know he does a beautiful big semi-hollow and the pickguard does mirror the body and it's and that's part of why i didn't want to do this i didn't want to like i was stepping on his feet at all but uh, yeah uh, um I, I enjoy the contrast for that
0: uh by the way reached out to him and uh we hope to have him on the show i think we're looking at spring he, he had nice he wanted to make sure he got some stuff taken care of and, and whatnot but um
3: i think i still owe him a phone call for like three months now um, really so if he's listening to this yeah. sorry uh- <laughs> well
0: if you talk to him mention will. mention us you know just remind him um but he he was he was a, a Obviously makes great stuff and the guys yeah. backlogged for ever. So
3: yeah, he just moved to like Nashville, I think, last right.
0: year. Or so yeah, it was kind of That's a big move. And not, hey, I want to, but right now is not a good time. Yep. Kind of thing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, one of the things about those pick guards, uh, and you know, Tony's Tony's just in pick guard heaven right now.
4: Uh, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: it's yeah, pick guard porn.
1: I love it. Yes, <laughs>
0: um, I liken it a little bit to how we approach analog sound versus like digital sound, digital sound being like, you know, it's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, analog sound being mm-hmm. a perfect, <laughs> not perfect. I don't know if a perfect is a word, but, but now it is patent it. Yep. Trademark. And and there's, it's, it's, <laughs> it's that, it's that, you know, subtle
1: wonkiness that we love. Yeah. Uh, well, it's an organic shape like, right. on, like on the super chief there. I mean, that is, it's, it, it, it works. But it, as you say, it doesn't match the edges. I mean, one of the hardest things as a pickguard maker, uh, you know, somebody wants to follow a horn exactly, or you know, especially on a bound mm-hmm. guitar, and it is just, it can be a real nightmare. I mean, I spend. Yeah. half a day on a drum sander sometimes yeah. just taking this little <laughs> bit off and then i take too much and i gotta start over and yeah. but uh but i yeah i i, I kind of like the uh you know it, it's it's just like i said it's an organic shape yeah and it it as long as it works and it does what it's, well, supposed and it's to not do. unlike music too it's like if if every if all the
0: music if all the instruments on a song sound exactly the same you want that sort of like you know, kind of like subtle battle, you know, like
3: something to break it up.
0: Yeah, like a, a, yeah. a drummer doing just a little something that's shaking it up against it. You know, maybe even a, maybe even like a, a slower mm. a slower drag, the lazy beat, sort of like you know Charlie from mm. the Stones or something. Sure. Anyways, <laughs>
3: um, well, the other thing too is is I tend to be because Banshee was the first guitar I'm built totally from scratch. Um, you know, like I, I had made Stratton Tilly's, but I bought the next, you know, really early when I was doing this, just kind of learning my way. Banshee has a very left playing position. That's a big complaint about people who, you know, like the number one thing people ask me or people who play a Gibson Firebird, like, what's the scale length on this? I'm like, it's the same Mm -hmm. scale. It's just very left. Um, but I have consciously designed most of what we make, not as drastically left as Banshee, but I learned to like that pretty quickly and so if you look at like the way our necks are, you know, most of the bodies join uh, on the treble side, like 20, 19th fret, you know, they're pretty close to the end. Uh, and that doesn't give you a lot of room to do a pick guard uh, when you want to follow the contour of the body, um, because then you're into like the neck pickup and stuff. So it doesn't work like a strat does necessarily work. The, bo- the neck is a little further into the body and you can kind of just follow the outline of the body around and it works. Um, I have to tr- kind of balance that out. Um, sounds really bougie of me to talk like this, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, trying to come up with a balance between I want a certain amount of neck access, I want you know a certain amount of position, but I got to have all this stuff fit a certain way. Yeah, um, you know, and and uh, so it, it, it's kind of one of those things that I, I you know, the absolute master of this is uh, Saul Cole. Saul masters a contrasting pick card design, and honestly, I probably end up subconsciously ripping him off most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's also another one of those guys who just does it really well.
0: Yeah. it It's tricky. It's, uh, You know, Tony and I were talking about this um, when we were designing one of my pick guards. Um, He does all my all my pick guards. He does all my pick guards. I've got a pick guard guy. I'm the pick guard maker. I got a guy guy. Sure. (laughs) Don't you ever call me your pick guard maker? Um, I got your pick guard right (laughs) here. So uh, we we were talking about how it's it's difficult. Like when we're so familiar with all of these shapes, (laughs) and we're so familiar with with all the nuances that we just accept it now. But if we tried to make that in that manner, it just feels weird and it feels like Mm -hmm. we're doing something wrong. So to be able to have the discipline to say, nope, that wrong is the right is I, you know, that's very commendable. Well, thank you. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's probably because I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, but
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm putting, a good, putting a good spin on it here. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: just edit that part out.
3: Yeah, that's fine. Um, right. So
1: what, <laughs> what, what, uh, what, what, types of wood do you like to use? So
3: for the Coward line, we have a pretty specific formula. Um, almost everything is Spanish mahogany. So, mm. uh, Spanish mahogany's trade name is Spanish cedar. Uh, we've done a Gibson and just renamed it universally because it's not cedar. Um, and it's not Spanish. Um, so we, it's, it's basically a Honduran mahogany cousin. Um, it's, it's less commercially demanded than, than Honduran. So it's not, uh, as endangered or difficult to get. Um, but there's a few builders that really use it in the electric world who hit me to it very early on. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm literally convinced you cannot build a bad sounding guitar, um, out of it. Like it, it, cool. it just has a sound that I love. Uh, I mean, if you're trying to build. The best Blackguard Telecaster is not really the best choice for that, um, though I've done Tele's in, in Spanish Mahogany and they sound great, uh, but it's got a nice – it's its Mahogany-ish. It's just got a little different thing going for it than most Mahogany's. Um and I, I think a lot of people don't really know what Mahogany really sounds like in some regards, like you know the big wreck about like Paul Reed Smith's, like oh, you know I don't like how they sound. That's African mahogany that they're using. It's a very different sound mm. than South American mahogany. It's it's much harder. It's much denser. It's very um, heavy. Yeah, it's much faster in the response, um, and and be, uh and that can be a good thing depending on what you're trying to do. Um, and that's not slag on PRS's. That's just that's just why it's a different sound than um, you know like an old old Les Paul or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, and that's the same way with, with even... And then we, we generally pair it up with... Uh, uh, so that's bodies and necks.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. the same goes right. for like, a, you know, Karina or uh, Limbo African Limba. Yeah. It it's, it looks sure. kind of like mahogany, yeah, but, but it does Karina, sound different.
3: Yeah, and actually, it's funny because I've, I've done Karina, I've done Limba, which are the, the same tree. Karina and Limba, Black Limbo is the only difference is what part of the tree it is. Um, and then uh, African Mahogany uh, early in cowers before we switched to Spanish, uh, mahogany, um, African and Karina sound a lot closer than you would expect. Um, hmm. uh, they're, they're not as drastically different as I expected. Um, you know, Honduran and, and African are fairly different. Spanish mahogany and, and African are different. Um, I, I like our formula, you know, we'll, we'll pair that up with like, you know, maple tops depending on stuff or, or whatever, or, you know, just solid you know, Spanish mahogany bodies. Um, Um, The main thing I am in the camp of, and I don't know many people who are in this camp. Though I've been noticing, and more builders are kind of coming around to this, I think we spend too much time obsessing on the body woods, and I don't think it makes that big a difference, honestly. Mm. Um, I don't think it makes a difference we have it in our head that it does. Um, I think the neck wood and how that neck is made makes... Way more of a difference in the guitar than than the body wood does.
1: Mm. Um, I tend to think it's the the, pick the or... body wood's important. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's it's I'd definitely say it's the pickups. The pickups. Pick <laughs> uh, yeah. No. 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 It's. It's. I mean, I can clearly hear the difference between PVC and acrylic pickguards. Oh, um, everyone yeah. can. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I also know that my blue socks sound better um, than my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've really found if you're going for the Gibsony Gretchy end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, sticking with that mahogany neck, uh, like we've like we've done Argonauts, especially, uh, and we've done early cowers. I don't do it now, but I, I have done early cowers where we would do a maple neck for somebody uh, on like a Daylighter, which is you know a Daylighter standard was basically R Les Paul at the time and i would hate those guitars they sounded so drastically different Mm. um their the response is totally they have just completely different personalities um the the spanish mahogany uh, neck wood formula that we use uh, i really like it it's 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 really consistent guitar to guitar for us
0: you you know what a, a spanish mahogany telecaster sounds like
3: uh, I do actually. Uh, <laughs> La
0: Telecaster.
3: There you go. That's uh, Spanish for the niño. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Mm. So uh, about fretboards, what's the most versatile wood that you go to? We use one wood. Uh, we've used Wenge for ten years now, um, and I've done same kind of the same reason we got hip to Spanish mahogany. I don't like working with endangered. Uh, Wenge is not in endangered woods an African Rosewood variant. Um, it's, I had to, it's kind of a funny story way before I was doing this for a business. I was doing kind of, when I was still doing it as a hobby, I built a base for somebody. Um, and he's like, I gotta have a Wenge fretboard. And I was like, I hadn't really heard of it that or used it. And didn't, you know, no one sold a Wenge base fretboard blank. So I literally bought, I had to buy an eight foot stick to get one fretboard out of it. Uh, uh, and I was super mad about it. He's like, no, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And he was right. I love wenge. It's, uh, kind of my same argument about wood choices. We choose fretboards. Our order of priorities are different. I want to choose stability first. Mm. I want to do machine, mm. how it machines second, uh, how it retains a fret really actually how it retains a fret is tied with number one. Um, you know, and then how it looks and then kind of at the bottom is how it sounds. Uh, you know, we I've done Brazilian, I've done Palo Ferro, I've done Indian, I've done coca Bolo, I've done Zercote, uh, uh black African blackwood. I like all of those, uh, but the they don't do anything that Wenge doesn't do for me. Also, and it's not, and there's not the environmental drawback to it compared to Wenge. Sure. Wenge. that's always a good um, thing. Yeah, yeah. It was cr- when the Rosewood laws changed uh, a few years ago. It was great for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uh,
0: you you mentioned something about retaining frets, and that's I think that's the first time I've mentioned uh, or the first time I've heard a a luthier on the show mention that. Can you just talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, you know, you I mean, obviously, uh, there's a couple of approaches to that, but you know, how well that fretboard retains that fret. You know, when you look at a fret piece of fret wire, you know, it's a metal bulge with a tang and little bolt. You know little nibs on it it's not really a lot holding that fret in there um now some guys glue them um, i've been in both camps uh what we want is a fret board that will mechanically hold that fret well uh, and and resist you know expansion and contraction that they will do naturally over time mm-hmm. um you don't want that fretboard to contract so much over time uh, that the slots open up, and then you lose that good mechanical fit on that fret. That's how you get frets that spring up, um, or spongy frets and stuff. Um, and, you know, like we've done, Coco Bolo was like this. When we did co- we did a few Coco Bolo fretboards, and the first guitar we did, um, we fretted it, we got the whole thing done, and it was so permanently backbone um, that we had to pull all the frets, re-slot the fretboard again, open the fret slots up wider than it should have been, refret it and then the fretboard expanded a little bit again um you know and some of that is environmental and and the quality of the wood and how dry it is and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. but mostly we just want that to you know that fit to be good and consistent and i've sent guitars all over the world i've been lucky to have guitars on tour with people all over the world with wenge fretboards and they've been great uh you know no no issues down the road knock on wood here um so far <laughs>
0: do you personally prefer a bound uh neck or an unbound neck
3: we bind everything um where people i think get hung up is how you bind a fretboard um uh, and this is funny I, I think there's a lot of things that i fell into doing because i a didn't know better or b Wasn't very good at this early on. Uh, (laughs) So we, most fretboards are like, like a Gibson Les Paul has a a one millimeter thick binding. Um, And the problem with that is it's so thin that when you curve the neck, you have to come up and then you basically have to stop where the neck and the fretboard meet and just kind of suddenly squares off because there's just not a lot of plastic there. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people don't like that feel. Uh, We use a two millimeter thick binding because honestly, when I first started doing this and I was having some issues with, you know, getting those fretboards to glue on exactly right, that little extra plastic would let me kind of have some wiggle room and sand out that neck profile, basically more like a fender unbound neck where it rolls smoothly through the bottom of the fretboard. Um, So like actually, if you look at our necks upside down from the backside, you can kind of see the actual you know, plastic, you can see the bottom of the fretboard uh, binding a little bit as the as the neck kind of finishes out its carve. Um, and so that, that I think that solves that kind of feel issue. Um, so, like when people don't like the look of a balloon fretboard, we just bind them in black um, to match the, the fretboard where you basically can't see it. Um, and then I like it too because then we, all of our fret ends are hidden. So, down the road, when it's time to refret the guitar, uh, or, you know, if or when it becomes time for that, you know, have to deal with you know, damaging the finish on the side of the neck and stuff is, is just to make uh, the next guy's life a little easier.
1: So you fret um, on top of the binding, is that right? Yep. Or, okay. Yeah, no nibs. No nibs, yeah. okay. Yeah, that, 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 I never did quite understand... Why, you know, it, it, with as many guitars as, as Gibson made, that, they, that that was their method of, of of uh you know, putting fretting bound necks. It
3: seems, I, there's, yeah, I have never come up with a good rational reason for that. I think it's one of those things that. Just they'd always done it that way. I think they got locked into it. Um, you know, they did it that way. People liked it or thought it was nifty. Um, I, I guess in one regard, what it lets them do is, you know, they, they basically, they make the fretboard, they inlay it. You know, radius it, they put their frets in and then they just leave their frets flat on the end, and then they put the plastic over it, and then they don't have to spend as much time trimming off a fret end.
2: Oh um, yeah. I was just gonna mention that. It's, yeah, it's I guess, a lot I guess less work, does. faster production. Yeah, but yeah. still
1: having to go in and every fret you have to leave that that ni- the oh, nib on the on No way. On, oh what's oh, oh, nope. faster?
2: <laughs> shaving plastic or metal. Um uh,
3: mm, boy. Plastic, yeah. Yeah. So it's Oh well. I kind of, I feel bad. Uh, It's one of the things like with Banshee and stuff where I like where I'm at in this business is, you know, I always feel bad. Like, you you know, you make it big as a band and then you're stuck playing that same first hit song for the rest of your life. (laughs) Uh, You know, Gibson or Fender or these guys, they get kind of put in a box and they're in almost damned if you do, damned if you don't position where. You know, if Gibson tries to go, like, we're going to get rid of the nibs because these are stupid, uh, people, you know, up in arms, oh my God, you're changing it. You, you go back to what you used to do. And then they go back to the nibs and then, you know, that guy has to refret a guitar with nibs. Like nibs are the dumbest idea ever. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you can't win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I totally get that. So are you, are you CNCing all of your inlays and everything like that too? Yeah. And, and what yeah, inlay material I've, are you using?
3: I literally have never built a guitar without CNC. Uh, I would not have gotten into this had I not been just messing with my dad's CNC machine. Uh, so we don't use real pearl; um, everything's synthetic. Um, so we actually laser cut our inlays.
1: Are you um, using are you using um, the, an acrylic? Uh, no, it's actually a celluloid nitrate. Oh, okay. It's, it's the same stuff
3: you know Gibson used in the fifties. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's it's you know it's funny we used to use real pearl. Uh, and I used to CNC cut all of it. It was a real drag. It's, and honestly, there's a lot of health issues in the shop with it. Cause it's the dust is so toxic and there's really Oh, it's horrible. It's, it's as is Rosewood. Yeah. It's Rosewood, basically it's really like bad. breathing glass powder uh, essentially. And so, uh, and you know, we, it's not so much during the CNC cutting, but when you have to like level the fretboard, all those inlays down, that's mm. all the dust and everything. And then we switched to synthetic, and I don't think anybody ever noticed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was great. Well, uh, I know
1: a lot of companies have switched over to the, that's a, a pearl acrylic. Mm-hmm. And it actually is eh, It's pretty convincing, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you get a good, good sheet that has you know, lots of swirls in it, 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 yeah. it does the trick.
3: Yeah, the acrylic's not bad. I have some of that. We've been using that uh, for the headstock inlays, the, the logos more often lately. Um, just because the the celluloid stuff is kind of getting a little more difficult to get, um, mm. I'm not sure why, but it's it's mm. been a little tough lately.
1: Yeah, tell me uh, about but it. The, <laughs> well, for the porch, I really like the celluloid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finding celluloid anymore. I mean, I, I mean, I still have a couple of good sources, but it's it's really getting it's more and more difficult. I mean, it's uh, I mean, I know a lot of places are are, are you going more to, our, to even to an acetate. Um, mm-hmm. um, instead of a nitrate and it, you know, even that, you know, you're still, it's you're limited, we, you know, there used to be hundreds of companies making this stuff in Italy and all around the yep. world. And now it's down to maybe two factories. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a, it's been a little interesting lately cause we're, we're kind of out and we've been scrambling a little bit to get more material and like, uh, Somebody please call me back. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you want to? Uh, well, let
0: me uh, tell you something, <laughs> kid. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Doug, you got you. Everybody has is, should be now pretty familiar with this. This Doug Cower guitars. Uh, but you also have the Titan line. So tell us a little bit wow, mm-hmm. what's going on with that.
3: So we brought that out uh, three years ago. And it was kind of our Don Quixote quest of uh, trying to build a guitar. It's kind of a double-edged sword. It's going to sound uh, also bougie. Um, I designed a guitar at a price point I knew would fail. Um, but I wanted to show the world why it would fail. Uh, <laughs> so it was – and it's an amazing guitar. The KR1 was the first one we made. Uh, it was 1300 bucks with Duncans and good parts and hardware. We just – Took every single aspect of that guitar that we could simplify down um, as much as possible. Sorry, I think my kids just uh, <laughs> got another quite banging a, on the door. So uh, right. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. Let them join in. So, yeah, uh, believe me, they'll talk your ear off worse than me. But uh, yeah, we, we we just simplified that guitar down to just being like the most bare essential thing of what we could make. Without giving, like, we didn't want to go to China for for the the hardware. We didn't want to go to China for the pickups. We didn't want to, you know, use a, 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 you know, generic quality neck. We wanted a good neck. Uh, So the original Titans were built with uh, Grover Jackson made our necks originally. uh, Because at the time, it was cheaper to sub that one part of the process out um, than to do it in house. We were so busy with Cower at the time. Uh, And now we actually have those, we're making those necks in house after all now. Um, but it was a great, it's a killer guitar. Uh, the KR one, uh, my, my go-to guitar that I play honestly, still the most of everything that I own is my, it's just a middle of the run. Nothing special about it. KR one with a pair of Lollers in it that I adore. Uh, it's, it's actually the only telecaster that I've ever really bonded. Um, essentially it's a, you know, uh, J street in the bridge and an Imperial in the neck and it's killer. Uh, so we, we did that and then, uh, and it went really good. Um, the first year, and then it kind of slowed down a little bit uh, the second year. And uh, we kind of realized that we were so busy the first year that we didn't build very many cowers that year. So we were trying to find a good balance in the shop. And then uh, this year, ironically, we're so slammed with cowers um, that we actually closed the ordering for Titans this year. We mm. just just couldn't do both. Um, it, it with, with my current staff. Uh, but next year, I've got new designs in the works uh, for Titans, I've got something actually that I I will probably have strung up tomorrow. It's the first guitar to come off the new CNC, uh, so I'm actually kind of excited about it. That's awesome. Uh, so, and I put a down payment on a Pleck machine last week, so that will hopefully help uh, make that price point a little bit more profitable. Well, I don't know if profitable is the right word, but uh, <laughs> that, accomplishable. But you know, it was it was doable. It was. It was an amazing amount of guitar, um, to come out of, I mean, the same shop that we're building $4,000 guitars in, right. um, you know, it, it was a great guitar. It was, it was nice to show that it can be done. Um, it, but it also is a good, maybe eye opener is the right word for this to kind of appreciate how, you know, how hard Fender or Gibson does have to, I know we slag on Gibson a lot, but it's hard to do a lot of volume. Sure. Uh,
0: it's oh, it's yeah. hard to
3: make a lot of guitars, even reasonably decently, let alone good every day. Yeah, um, right. you know we we would be averaging like two or three Titans a day, and that was that was a hard day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, one thing that the, that brand does, and we've again, this is another thing that we've mentioned many times on the podcast, is that there uh, we we love to love a brand. We love to love a builder Mm -hmm. Uh, and for a lot of us uh, you know for those for those who aren't able to get into a Cower branded guitar this is a way to do that. Absolutely. Um, and, And fortunately a lot of builders are aware of that and they and they've um, you know, created sort of sublines. It's not anything un, unlike the actual fashion industry. I mean, yeah. some of those high dollar guys, you can pay twenty twenty thousand dollars for a dress or a hundred dollars at, yeah. at Macy's. <laughs>
3: well, it was, it's kind of a so. There's a couple other aspects to this too. Is one, uh, there's a lot of people who look at what I do. You know, they go, "Oh my god!" You know, four thousand dollars for that guitar. And Doug sells a hundred of those in a year, and he's just. That's four hundred grand a year, and I'm like, first of all, it's not, because uh, we're selling through dealers, so it's not really four grand a guitar on my end. Um, and you would be amazed how difficult it is to make a living, even with those numbers. Like it's it's hard, and it, it, the 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 money is not what people think it is. Uh, both as the as an outside person looking in, but also really as people who build guitars as a hobby and they think. Oh man, you know I can build a guitar for three hundred dollars in parts, and I could I sell it for fifteen hundred bucks, and I do that every day. I'm going to be, you know, I can make a living out of that. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, those guys almost always fail. We could not do Titan by itself. Uh, Titan we could only do because Cower was also there, and we have the accessory line with the right. racks. And so they all kind of pool together money wise. You know, it, obviously it's the same, it's the same. It's all the same business, but you know. It's very difficult to survive on very low end you know very tight margin guitars, um, not low end but you know price wise um, it just doesn't sell like you think it does so, sure uh, you know i should in my mind, I should be selling you know a hundred titans a month, but really, if we sold twenty in a month, that was a good month
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, well, I think you know at that price point too you're competing with you know, mm-hmm. we'll call them known brands and, and, you know, other, oh, yeah, other absolutely. boutique builders. So, you know, it's almost like there's the $500 and under market. There's the, yep. you know, 1500 and under, and then there's the 25 and then, you know, over 4,000 and, yeah. and it, in, each in one my experience,
3: a thousand to $3,000 for the boutique industry is a death spot to be in. You can't survive in that range because you're exactly right at 1500 bucks. If that's your budget, you're probably buying your first high-end, higher-end defender, you know, moderate level Gibson. Yep. Uh, you know, we just, we we were we lose on the name right off the bat. You know, and I don't, I'm not offended by that. It, you know, everybody should go through that arc, and and uh, you know, we wanted to appeal to people that, like I said, maybe follow Cower, but couldn't swing a Cower, or maybe people that are a little less hung up on because they didn't grow up idolizing Jimmy Page or something. Uh, you know, that they could be more open to something that's not necessarily what their dad played. Not to, not to poop on rigs of dad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but you know what I mean? Like uh, I, I, in me personally, if I never saw another Telecaster in my life, I would be okay with that. Mm. You know, I don't need to own a blonde Telecaster. The, the, it amazes me to this day that Gibbs fender can still make a million of those in a year and sell them all. Like I, I, How many do we need of those? Yeah. Uh, you know, so we were trying to hit get that kind of thing and, and give you some options. And then, you know, it had the universal routing and the modular pick guards. And so there was some upside. Um, I, I'm I'm frustrated that we kind of had to take our foot off the gas on it. I mean, not the I'm not frustrated because Cower's doing so well, but um, the thing that makes me happy about that brand, why I can't ever call it a failure is my big fear was we would make like a hundred of them. And then they would all end up on the used market, and that would be it. Yeah. Um, but really, Titans don't come up for sale that often. Yeah, um, that's good. Not, not like I expected. It. Yeah. And so people really, you know, like them. They keep them. A lot of them have moved on to cowers since then. Um, a lot of our friends that have both are in the same as me. They're they're not afraid to take a, you know, thirteen hundred dollar Titan out to a you know blues night gig or something. But they don't necessarily want to take a four thousand dollar Banshee out to. Uh, so it's yeah. It's, it's we've learned a lot. It's taught me a lot of things and how to improve our process on all fronts doing that guitar. So I'm, I'm, even if we never made another one, I feel like it was still a success for us in that regard.
1: Well, awesome. maybe maybe you can have a Titan buy up program. Maybe they, they start there, with a Titan and then move yep. on to a Cower.
3: Yeah, there's been talk about that. I think what we might do, and what we're kind of leaning towards doing, is kind of how we do Cower in some regards, anyways do a model, run it for three years or whatever, or a certain number of, mo- you know, a hundred guitars. And then that's it. Uh, and then we bring a new model. out. Um, that's a great idea. It, we, we kind of find that with Cower too. Cower has about a three to five year lifespan for whatever we make. Um,
0: well, that's what a lot know. of pedal guys are doing too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty smart actually because then you create an instant demand you're like, well, that's it.
3: Well, and it keeps it fresh too. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, uh, I, Ultimately, the biggest problem with being busy is I don't get the time to go just doodle in the office uh, mm-hmm. as much as, as I'd like to sometimes. And uh, it's kind of weird because the thing I think I was most excited about this year was the boxes that we had made. I'm like, <laughs> wow, have I been doing this for too long? Is, or like, am I so jaded right now that that's what I'm excited about? Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, I think I'm the first person in the entire world to have thought. Wow, this box my guitar came in is giant and awkward. What if I just put two holes in the box that you can grab onto? Uh, and my UPS guy loves me now, uh, so I'm I'm actually kind of excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice.
2: always good to take care of the you know oh, the man. service guys like that. Yeah. gotta take but, care uh, of so, so, like this week, I got to doodle
3: or not doodle. I've had something in the works that I think will be Titan, the new release for Titan next year. and, and, even though I've had a million things going on the last couple of weeks, I just sat, I was like, I just need a break. I want a day of sitting in the office and to design this thing and go, go cut it on the CNC. And, uh, I finally got a chance to do it and I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm awesome. It's fun to be excited about it again.
0: Awesome. That's good news. Well, please keep us abreast of that new development sure. and any else, anything else that comes uh, out of cower. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, dude, it has been a joy talking with you about your oh. towers. um, we're going to transition over to
2: ladies and gentlemen it's time for Would You Rather Uh, Okay This week's Would You Rather
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had my B9 plug in right now I can
2: compete with that (laughs) So this week's Would You Rather is is Special because something similar actually happened. Inspired. Inspired. Inspired by real life. uh, That's right. A gentleman uh, acquired a, not just a, but the uh, guitar case, a lifting case for Jimmy Page's number one for his guitar. Uh, I I believe back in the 70s, I want to say and he kept it for a million years and the or, reason... Or, or 20 or, 20 or, so. or 30, 40, right. 50, sure. whatever. Probably 30 or <laughs>
1: 40. Time is relative, guys.
0: 40 <laughs> years, actually. Yeah.
2: But anyway, it had duct tape on it and it was all wore out and they got a new case for the guitar. That's why the roadie just, I guess, gave it to this guy. Anyway, the guy uh, contacted Jimmy Page's people through some source. He got to spend an hour with Jimmy Page and talk to him... And he gave him the case back. He gave the case back to Jimmy Page. It was really happy. And, you know, you get to meet your guitar hero. And it was really special and really cool. It was a great story. Hmm. So this week's Would You Rather is, is kind of based on that. We're going to twist the knife. Yeah, Todd kind of <laughs> upped the ante on it. And I thought it was really cool. So we're going to do it. Uh, this week's Would You Rather. Would you rather have a case... And meet Jimmy Page for an all expense paid and an hour of time, but you have to give the case back, right? Or all day. Just make it all day. Yeah, all day. You get to hang out with him all day in his castle. In his castle. In the castle. Yeah. The scary castle with the crappy neighbor. Yeah.
4: Or.
2: (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Or would you rather? Have one of his actual guitars, like his EDS-1275 or one of his other Les Pauls or what have you. Let's the say telly, one of the other Les Pauls. Or the thing, yeah. <laughs> and you get to keep it forever, but you never meet Jimmy at all. Like, he doesn't know you exist, but, and he's but like, it's where's verified my verified that it was
0: toured and and recorded with
2: with yeah
0: all and right dna tested oh man oh man you
2: don't get to meet jimmy
0: all right no jimmy now i doug was i right this is a tough one right
3: uh actually this one's kind of easy for me
0: okay don't wow. tell us yet okay we're gonna give your pipes a break tony <laughs> uh what
1: doug said right
4: <laughs> Good just answer. The, yeah.
1: you know hmm it is kind of a tough one um does it have to be Jimmy Page? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes it a little easier, I guess. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh, Paul McCartney for you. No, oh, Jimmy... Paul P- McCartney for no. me? No, yep. what?
1: Beatles. Okay, no, I'll, I'll stick to the Jimmy Page. Yeah. James, uh, James Page. Okay. I, to me, spending, we'll just say an entire day or an afternoon, whatever, with one of your idols would be priceless compared to having... A guitar, a priceless guitar. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think the experience. The older that I get, um, I I find that experiential things are worth more than tangible things mm-hmm. so
0: i'm going to go with is spend- that why you're going to start gifting me some of your guitars overstock whatever
1: you need Todd. Oh, yes. whatever you need <laughs> i knew i'd crack you'll just paint <laughs> them black
2: and put gold guards <laughs> yeah. On them. yeah
1: that's the you cannot paint them yeah, black I or won't. put a sparkle guard on yeah, them. Yeah, anyways go ahead so i'm I, i'm gonna go with that i think the experience of spending an extended amount of time whether it's a day or whatever even dealing with a a Nasty neighbor next door to yeah. the castle, the surf. um <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think that would far outweigh having something that you can just crack open the case or hang it on the wall and say, "Oh, that was that was Jimmy Pages." But right. didn't, but you have the experience. You know, I spent a whole yeah. day with with James Page.
2: Yes. So that's what, that's what I'm going with. Okay, Jared. Me? No, I'm the opposite. I'll keep the guitar. Because even after spending a day with Jimmy Page, he's going to forget my name five minutes after I leave. I'm keeping the guitar.
1: Okay. Finally, it's. Why does it matter if he remembers your name?
0: Well, let's not ask me. You just scrambled. I
1: stunned
0: him. I stunned him. You you got me. It doesn't (laughs) matter.
2: I always have the guitar. But
0: now, is this going to be a player? Are you going to play it? Are you going to put it in a case somewhere and just let it?
1: I'm going to play it. Okay. It'll be on his guitar tie rack thing. That's right. right. (laughs) guitar Guitar tie rack. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Doug, how about yourself?
3: Uh, Okay. So this is easy for me, but I'll, I'll preface it here. One, you know, the old adage, you don't want to meet your heroes. Uh, Mm, Yes. uh, But one of my guys literally has met Jimmy Page, uh, and he is the nicest guy. So then I know that that solves the fear of meeting your hero. Um, And I've had valuable vintage guitars in my house of customers of mine, and I hate having them here. Uh, I literally would be a wreck knowing there was a guitar sitting in my house that cost more than my house. Um, So I'd rather hang out with Jimmy Page. Uh, I, I would much rather do that. Uh, that that would be much more interesting to me, I think, than uh, being constantly worried that someone was going to break into my house and steal Jimmy Page's Les Paul.
1: Mm. What questions would you ask Jimmy Page? I, mm, One. Just yes, name just one. What, a question. question. What question? A question.
0: Mm. We'll skip that question. That, well, You can keep that private. That'll be I've between... I've stunned too. I've stunned Jared, and I've
1: stunned Doug. Can I stun you? Can you stun me? Yeah. No. You can never stun me. Oh. Except when with, you make uh, my pick guards. Why are you
3: guys so great? Uh, why are you guys so
0: great? <laughs> <laughs> or you can do the... Uh, remember remember when, when you were
4: with Zeppelin? <laughs> that was pretty cool,
3: yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. First of all, let me finish, because I'm trying to put this diplomatically okay zeppelin is i think jimmy page i think is the greatest studio guitarist and the worst live guitarist ah, i have ever heard probably um yeah yeah and i don't know how much heroin has to do with that yeah. um, but i would be curious to find out how much i <laughs> thought yeah. it was more of a cocaine thing that they yeah. maybe well, cocaine
0: yeah all the drugs um, anyways yeah you know you i think you're you're uh, you know you're probably not far off there uh yeah as for me, what Tony, about you, Todd? Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would, I would definitely choose the day with Jimmy. I would one hundred percent do that. But I would try to make sure that, like, if if I was going to be there for for the day, that on the hour we would do something completely different and wild to help just. Make it a memorable day for both of us.
3: See, it matters to you uh, if it remembers you or not. Do you think you would talk to Jimmy Page about like the local school districts? <laughs> well, i got you covered uh, yeah that's a great question there you go uh, i think
1: i think todd would would uh, when jimmy was off to the bathroom to the loo yeah he'd be out uh grabbing a couple of guitars and throwing them in the boot of right. the car
0: <laughs>
1: i think it'd be cool just to just to i sit. remember that one yeah he stole me guitars
0: what are we doing what are we doing this hour todd we're gonna sit in the back of the rolls and just hang out and talk and maybe just have a have a cappuccino and uh just be bougie for a bit right Why wow. not, right with her with no shoes on so there i don't know socks <laughs> or no socks i don't know i don't care shut up why Tony. would
2: you want to play guitar with him
0: no absolutely not are you kidding me i would i have a hard enough time playing in front of like other people. Anyways. Showing well, him to pl- how well, to play stuff. If you're that he playing played... with
3: Jimmy Page in the studio, that could be intimidating, but live, not so much. That's
2: what I'm yeah. saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel
2: like I've heard you, man. You're not that great. <laughs> yeah. I got a 50-50 chance of being better <laughs> than you, man. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, man. Email for that Sorry, Jimmy. No. If you're listening out there, Jimmy, please. I love him. Well, this was My a favorite.
0: super good Would You Rather. Thank you, Jared. That was excellent. Excellent job there. Um, Tony, Yes. We need to thank a couple of people real quick. Can we do that? How quickly would you like me to do this? Quicker thought? than normal.
1: Quicker than normal? No, well, just, you, well you know, can, I, can I just give a little background on it? Give the
0: time for everybody. I, yes. I, I want
1: to do that. I, I, think we, I think these people are deserving of this. And, and there's probably another I, I group agree. of people that are wondering
0: just what we're talking about. I would say give them due diligence without making it about upsetting
1: me. Oh, but I'd love to upset you. <laughs> I too. know you do. So. <laughs> okay, well, anyhow. So at this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. Uh, these would be our executive producers. And you may be wondering, hey, what ha- why can't I? How can I become an executive producer? I don't know. What are these guys talking about? Especially that Tony. He's our favorite. Mm.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, you
1: are awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Not really, thank you. Thank you. Um, but anyhow, go over to patreon.com forward slash knobs. And uh, there's a couple of different levels that you can participate in. It helps us keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, but in addition, you get some great things like barefoot buttons and stickers and picks and t-shirts and keychains. keychains and, and and giveaways. And, and giveaways, We're which do that. oh my, and you won't believe the giveaways. You won't even believe it. No, we've already
0: given away a set of uh, brand new wound pickups too, That's and a pick guardian, and a pick guardian custom pick guard.
1: That's right, of your choice. That's what? why it's custom. Go ahead, but we're going to give away some really good stuff this time. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> 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 so anyhow, uh, there's different levels you can participate. See what fits into your budget, because we'd love any level. But the more that you can help us out, the better. It it. it it helps. Absolutely it helps. helps. us out so and it, much. And it allows us to do more things, like more giveaways. We just got new we got, new I got my shirts new,
0: printed. With a big old guitar. And that's what this stuff, you know, that, 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 that helps out with that.
1: But at the executive level, produ- producer level, executive producer <laughs> level, wow, I'm all tongue-tied now, there's something special that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, Jared, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. Do it. So without further ado or delay, read the names. I'm going to read the names of our executive producers. Yes. Thank you to each and every one of you. And even if you're not if your name is not read, we still thank you if you're a patron. Yes, absolutely. We don't want to feel at uh, all helps. want you to feel left out. But anyhow, let's start with Corey Negro,
2: from Boston.
1: Darren Gregory. Brian Robinson. Doug Christ. Tim Nowak. Doug Gann, Chris Kearney, Tyler Bray, Tom Brazen, my man, Michael Van Zant, Jonathan Daly, Stefan Lam, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, Sean S. Ken Sayers, John Anglin, John Esserly, Michael Senchuk, and Tig Harmon yay all right thank, thank you guys, you guys. Yes. we really do appreciate it Seriously. Seriously, yes.
0: Gracias. thank you so very very much um doug where can people find you one more time give it to them
3: uh at band memes 666 though there's a couple of people that are convinced that me and him are the same guy but he's way smarter than way funnier than i am <laughs> uh at coward guitars uh, yeah My brother, ironically, uh, is a DJ. I had, okay, one last story, I'll let you go uh, about the Google joke. My brother is a DJ, but he doesn't go by DJ Cower. Uh, He's DJ Narc. Doesn't matter. Uh, It annoys him that I'm the more famous cower on Google Uh, because my full name is actually Douglas James Cower. I am actually (laughs) the most famous DJ cower. There you go, man. (laughs)
0: Excellent. Brilliant and super nerdy.
1: I love it. Uh, (laughs) Tony, how about yourself? Let's say you need a new pick guard for your cower. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> talk to Doug. Yeah, <laughs> he makes he makes them better than I can. Yeah. I think for well for those. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it's, maybe it's okay. maybe it broke in uh, yeah, when maybe you, it broke from,
3: and, a, and Doug says
1: no. I'm yeah. I'm too busy making Titans or something. I am yeah.
3: notoriously bad about shipping Cards, so don't talk to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. Head over to Pickguardian.com and uh, you can check out you know kind of the standard stock things I have. My I mean my niche is really the specialty stuff. Yes, changing out pickups, different Amazing materials, things materials. like that. Amazing materials. And uh, you can see some of the projects that uh, we occasionally talk about here on Instagram at uh, pickguardian and the number one. It is the singular
0: easiest way to truly make a guitar your own. Yes. Aside from having it made custom without, by with your a, builder. And without having to
2: really do, do modify of, it without
1: yeah. being able to go back. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thank sure you, to about yourself. If you need pickups, go to Pickups.com. And uh, I can make some new pickups look old for your old guitar. I can make new pickups look nice and shiny new. And I can rewind any uh, old or new pickups that you need rewound or modded. Yes. Yeah. How, lot, about the, how about them the Screen ores. Tops? You can get Screen Tops, too. That's but right. from Tony. Well, you can
1: go to Screen Tops, uh, ScreenTopPickups.com, mm-hmm. and... Yep. Uh, Jared's fine hands are in charge of making the pickups, and I, yeah. my simple brain, is in charge of selling them. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I,
0: Jared, it, please don't ever start a a, a custom or making uh, business. Or Do you want new ores or old ores or what <laughs> <laughs> new
2: <Anyways. laughs> oars
0: that look old. Orange, or... <laughs> Anyways, bleh, that, was, that was bad. Yeah. Todd, yeah. How can oh, People get a hold of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can shoot me a note, Todd, the guitar knobs.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram and make sure that if you are over there, give us a follow, please. Pretty please. Just yeah. it's so one it's little click, super easy. Just go bang follow and then you get all of our updates and giveaways and all kinds of great stuff oh man this has been fun tonight (laughs) gentlemen thank you for a lovely episode Doug Cower thank you so much for spending your hard earned time hanging out with us oh thank you guys thanks for letting me ramble on it was a pleasure
1: (laughs) ramble on yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: perfect segue everyone have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe Yeah. yeah
1: Oh, yes, Picard Porn. I love it.
0: Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Guitar Knobs. Visit our website at TheGuitarKnobs.com for all of our past episodes, Four on the Floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar knobs. Catch you next time.